Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. With just over a week left of Black History Month 2024, how much have you heard about the achievements of Black, very proudly queer Americans' achievements? If the answer's not that much, that's sadly predictable. All too often, LGBTQ Black people's contributions are diminished at best or completely erased at worst, even during a month that's supposed to be dedicated to celebrating all Black Americans. To correct that, native St. Louisan and WorkFest co-founder Trayvon Griffith has created a digital campaign called Black But Make It Queer that spotlights Black queer leaders and their impact in STL, especially in the arts and culture. And he joins us today to talk about it. Trayvon Griffith, welcome to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. So let's talk about sort of what the inspiration was for WorkFest. It has become a highlight for summer events here in St. Louis, and you've hosted the festival at the Big Top in Grand Center since 2020, but it's always been more than a festival. So what was the thing that that gave you this idea? Uh, Well, it really started during the pandemic, and we got together and got friends together and we created this program called WorkFest. It was literally just supposed to be a one-off and then we saw the need in the community um, and what we needed to do to make safer spaces for Black queer people. Mm -hmm. And during History Month, um, Black History Month, we really wanted to be able to do that. Um, Byron Rustin always said that in every community we need a group of angelic troublemakers. Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanted to do that and highlight our angelic troublemakers right here at home. Okay. Now, the... Festival, it has grown, but how is it that you have grown from that thing that you started with, the idea, the mission, such that we're sitting here now talking about the introduction of Black But Make It Queer for this year's Black History Month? I would really have to say community. Community is really the main reason of just the growth and um, how we've been able to go from just an idea to basically a movement. I had no idea that when we started this, we would be here right now having this type of impact or even having these type of conversations. Um, but I'm so glad that I did, um, you know, necessarily go forward with the idea and um, be able to provide this for not only myself, it's been such a healing process for myself over the time of the growth, but also just for our community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And you said that it started during the pandemic. Yes. What was it about that time that, you know, initiated the action that brought us to what WorkFest is now and then to this campaign that we're discussing? Yeah, um, I really think that it was just an interesting time in the world. Um, We were all at home during the pandemic, but also a lot of intersections were happening, a lot of civil unrest, George Floyd. Um, We didn't necessarily have a chance to celebrate Pride as we normally would during the month of June. Um, And I saw an opportunity for us to actually just rally around ourselves and just create some sense of joy. Mm -hmm. So it really just came out of the, the seek for joy during that time of need. Okay, so it's very simple, but yet profound. Now, this campaign, it has interesting word choice. It's black, but make it queer instead of 
Black and make it queer. Why is that the case? Um, traditionally, um, we see censorship in general with history, um, especially in particular to black history and its contributions to American history as a whole. Um, and we definitely see it as um, a place for us to be able to exist, but we also exist at different intersections. So not only am I black, but I'm also queer. Mm -hmm. um, those two things exist at the same time. So yes, they coexist in conjunction, um, but I thought it was important to also say not only are we here to uplift our black history, but also our black queer history. Mm -hmm. And you are a St. Louis native, but you've spent time living in other places. You went to school in Boston, yes. Berkeley School of Music. Yeah. And then you were also mentioning that you did grad school work in an, on another continent entirely in Spain. Was there something that made you feel like St. Louis really needed something like WorkFest and the community that was coming together around it? Yeah, I really wanted to provide the thing that I needed growing up. Um, so I saw the need for it. I also realized as I traveled all over the world, some of the things and the biases I had just from just being in St. Louis and my experiences and where I came from and how I needed to unlearn some of those things, but also be introduced to new things. Mm -hmm. um, and I only imagine that I was fortunate enough to be able to actually have those experiences, but there's a lot of people here who actually don't have those same experiences. So how can we as a community come together to have further conversations about some of those hard things that we don't necessarily want to talk yeah. about. And is there something in particular that you felt like you did need when you were growing up that the community now, it it supplies you with, or at least that it offers it to other folks who might be feeling some of the same things that you were when you were young? Yeah, um, more so just representation, just also seeing um, some figure that I could identify with growing up. It wasn't necessarily something that was at the forefront. I'm pretty sure there were queer black um, Americans in our culture that we know of, and especially I'm learning today in mm -hmm. general as I you know, go back into history and really get into it. Um, so I wish that that was at the forefront because it would have made me see, feel just a little bit more seen, just a little bit more heard, and know that I was not the only one out there. Mm -hmm. um, and that those things and what they achieved was also possible. Yeah. So this campaign is, a, it is a, a digital campaign, and it includes a curated playlist of black queer artists, including Victoria Monet, yes. who just won her first of, I'm sure, many Grammys, including Best New Artist, Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical, and Best R&B Album. This was just on February 4th. And the playlist also includes St. Louis artists Eric Dante and Paige Alyssa. Why was it important to you to start with black musicians in this St. Louis-focused campaign? Yeah, well, at the core of WorkFest, we started with music. So music in general is just that unique language that really brings people together. Um, music in general has gotten us through different times like the civil rights movement. Um, it is the birth of hip hop, the birth of all of that. And music is so integral to St. Louis um, and just the roots of where it came from. And I also, as much as we, you know, reverence the jazz and the blues references, there's also been this underground black queer scene of musicians for a long time. Mm -hmm. who don't necessarily get uplifted in that type of way. So I, I believe that Paige Alyssa and Eric Dante have actually been at the forefront mm -hmm. of making more space for us to come through. Yeah. 
Now, let's talk about some of the featured individuals, and there are five of them, and two of them so far have had their uh, their images put up on the Instagram page for WorkFest, and that's W-E-R-Q-F-E-S-T. The first is Jordan Braxton, also known by her stage persona, Dieta Pepsi. We've had her in here. I love her. Um, and her photo, as we've said, has already been posted. And just uh, an hour or so ago, you posted the second one, which was Maven Logic Lee, founder of TENS and producer of the documentary TENS Across the Board, also has been here. These are the first two that we're seeing. Tell us about the other three and very briefly why it is you chose these folks. Some of the next folks that we are going to highlight will be an artist who you might know. Um, And we wanted to highlight this person because they have necessarily been on the forefront of music in St. Louis, especially making space for black queer musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, We also are highlighting another entrepreneur who is in the hair care space, something that we don't necessarily talk about or see. Um, And also has just been a part of the community, was a big leader in the 90s. And also just giving reference to some of those people who have been, who have come before me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last feature will be a personal feature of ourselves yeah, um, and how we have created this space and how we hope to continue to not only create space for ourselves, but for everyone mm-hmm. else. And what is it that you are doing with this digital campaign? Like, how are we getting to know these folks beyond just their names and, and affiliation uh, or, or just recognition by WorkFest? Yeah, so during the process of us creating this content, we actually asked questions um, that were about their experience, who they are, and the reasons why they do the work that they do. Um, So there's also a slide on there that also talks about that, and they can listen to the audio and get to know them a little better. We also tag them so they can also find more information about them and and linked to, you know, what they're doing in the community. And not only are they doing things on their own, but also just the future connections that we hope to have with them with Mm -hmm. WorkFest. Yeah. And it's being a digital campaign means that what you're seeing is visually stunning. You've mentioned that there is audio, there's storytelling involved. Take us behind the scenes of the process for having gathered all of this content. And who was it who took the photos? Yes. So uh, New World, which is a new creative studio and art collective here in St. Louis from some artists here, Naira Williams, Justin Solomon, and some other creatives here in St. Louis, um, are co-founder and creative producer, Shelton Boyd Griffith, who's also my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he came up with this idea of this of this project and um, a mood of what type of emotion he wanted to evoke and um, how he wanted people to see the humanity in us um, and how we can actually do that through visual. Um, so the first person that we thought about was New World. So mm-hmm. we, um, we got in contact with them and we we came up with a collaboration. There was a mood board. Um, and then we started to figure out who those actual, who were actually some of those people in the forefront and the now and future voices of our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we invited them to come to this content shoot. And we had such a great time in community. We had conversations, deep conversations that we didn't necessarily record. But also, yeah, just a time to necessarily just be together to reflect and also think about how we can move our community forward. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Trayvon Griffith, who's the co-founder and producer of WorkFest and the digital campaign 
Black But Make It Queer. You are one of the people who is featured among the five for this version of the the campaign. Um, The others, I want to make sure we shout them out. Actually, can I say who they are, or should we keep it a secret? I wanted to keep it a secret. Okay, let's keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) And again, you check out the Instagram page for WorkFest to see that. The the range of folks that you have chosen is, is interesting. So... What stood out to me is that you have a someone who works in styling. Um, most of the folks who are on this list of five do something with music, with the exception of this one, or does this person also have deep connections to music? Well, the first feature was more so about the activism um, Jordan, you know, has been on the forefront of just trans rights and in general making more representation for us in St. Louis. He's sure. been on boards for Pride St. Louis, Black Pride St. Louis. Maven um, is about ballroom and in general just being on that forefront and how we've seen St. Louis truly make a shift over the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Paige, it, actually I just said it, Paige Alyssa will be our next feature, <laughs> um, who is on the forefront of the music scene right. here in St. Louis. Paige has been a guest on this show as well. Really? Yes. Yeah, see, I love that. See, it's just full circle for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the last entrepreneur is on the forefront of hair industry. So we also wanted to show individuals who weren't necessarily particularly to music, but who okay. have also just made contributions to our scene here. Yeah. Trayvon, who is this campaign for? It is for black queers. It is for a chance for us to see ourselves represented in a space that we normally don't see ourselves, for us to begin to have conversations about the representation that we need to have and how much further we actually do have to go, mm-hmm. um, and also a chance to also maybe for us to get into our history and learn some of those untold stories and unforgotten figures. Yeah. So you have been on this show before. Your voice has been on this show before, and that was in 2020. And there's a, a quote from the, uh, the write-up that was associated with that, that interview. And what you had said was that you know, June was an interesting month, not only because it was Pride Month, I was dealing with these emotions and what it meant to fight for that equality. And also, we saw the uprising in social justice movement. So I was like, and this is you, <laughs> wow, what a time that during a pandemic, both of my identities kind of insert, in, intersect, and they're both on the uprise. So we're now in February, Black History Month, 2024, and in 2021, just a year after that first interview on St. Louis on the Air, Juneteenth became a federal holiday, which made June, in the words of producer Maya Norfleet, even more lit for Black <laughs> queer people. So... Where are people who are both black and queer right now? I mean, do you feel like you're still rising? And how does this Black But Make It Queer campaign reflect where you want to see not just WorkFest go, but where you would like to see the black queer community go? Good question. I believe that, yes, we are still on the rise. Like I said, in general, there's still much work to be done. Um, But I do also appreciate where we have come. Um, If we look over the last few years in general, the the representation and just us being able to tell our stories. And that's a huge thing for me. And that's also why I wanted to do the campaign, because a lot of the times we also don't control our narrative in terms of who tells the story. Mm -hmm. Um, So that if we can get in front of that and actually have that representation and actually telling the stories from an authentic place, um, it just reads 
differently and has just such a different impact than um, it being told through someone else's lens. Yeah. Um, I believe that in general, resilience is the story of the black of the black queer community in America. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe that this campaign is just the beginning of hope to what's to come, not only for me, but as a whole. Just like you said, Victoria Monet and the Grammys in general, in media, in music, in politics, we see um, the secretary. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, in general, I just feel like we're necessarily, we're, we're everywhere. But to be honest, it's not anything new. We have always been here. Yeah. It's just that now we're actually being able to be highlighted in the way that others are. Mm -hmm. And what do you think there is to say about how and where black queer artists are being recognized in pop music and pop culture. I love it because, to be honest, a lot of the American lexicon and pop culture comes from black queer culture. Mm -hmm. um, it's been coded in our in our world literally since the 70s and 80s. Um, so it's really nice to actually see the recognition come back yeah. um, and us to be able to... Um, I guess I wouldn't say the word gatekeep, but yes, gatekeep our community in the way that it's being told in the right way. Mm -hmm. um, so that has actually been really nice to see. And um, I've been having that conversation with a lot of artists in St. Louis in general, just about the new representation and how now it's a new chance for us. Um, it's a new lease, yeah. I think. So WorkFest is St. Louis's arts and culture festival that highlights the black, queer, trans, non-binary community. And it's also going to be doing something new at the music at the intersection. I mean, pun intended, no pun intended, totally appropriate. <laughs> at that festival, you'll be programming one of its stages. That's a pretty big deal, right? Yeah, that's a huge deal. We're so excited about that collaboration with Music at the Intersection. And I think and also it's um, it steps in the right direction. Um, and I think that WorkFest has been able to help create that landscape in St. Louis. And now we're actually able to even present on a bigger stage. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited about the potential of that. And uh, we're able to bring in um, a very new rising pop artist under by the name of Bronze Avery and one of our own here in St. Louis, Christopher Lay. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, and thank you so much for joining us today. Trayvon Griffith is co-founder of WorkFest. You can check out the Black But Make It Queer campaign on Instagram at WorkFest. That's W-E-R-Q-F-E-S-T. Tomorrow on St. Louis on the Air, join us for special coverage at noon as we bring you Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker's annual state budget address. And at 7 p.m., we'll listen back to some content that you will enjoy. It's all about custom soccer balls and about a gravestone photographer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Elaine Cha. This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.